0: People of the world, welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 304. I'm your host, Callan Kaufman. I own Send It Rising Internet Marketing, the best agency ever in the history of ever. Our top story today, and perhaps the reason you click comes to us from finance.yahoo.com, ex Google exec describing four top dangers of artificial intelligence. On the very top of that list, what would you put? If you joined us 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, you could write it in chat. This Google exec wrote, it changes the future of warfare. Quote, a ban on autonomous weapons has drawn support from 30 countries though an in-depth report commissioned by Congress advised the U.S. to oppose a ban since it could prevent the country from using weapons already in its possession. Yeah. So warfare and artificial intelligence. I mean, it's already, there's no good word to describe it. I can't fill in that blank. The, The situation we find ourselves in now is one in which there are people in Nevada somewhere who are manning a drone. And I've spoken to some of these folks and they talk about how they will follow someone and see them drop off their kids and pick up their kids and go say hi to their wife and go over here and go do that and go do this. And that person is a terrorist and you know, they have orders to kill this person eventually. And they're, they're literally watching them from a drone on the other side of the world. Um, and at some point, their finger is going to touch a button, and that is going to end that person's life. So <clears throat> that is happening today. Um, and then you take it a step further, and now you've got artificial intelligence that is using facial recognition to identify targets or potential suspected targets, and to to figure out whether or not that is the person that did the thing that you know. Um, is worthy of some military um, reaction. And it gets into a game of chess where the moves are beyond human comprehension. So when I play chess, I find uh, that when you analyze a game, there's always stupid computer move, which is the way people describe it, or frustrating computer move because no human will ever see that move. Um, It, it it just isn't going to happen because it's such an absurd looking move that to understand you have to look at the the sequence of events that transpire because it looks wrong and then the next move looks wrong and then the next move looks wrong and then all of a sudden it looks right and it's like oh i see why that was the way it was now if that gets applied to warfare can you imagine how a computer would do something That, again, artificial intelligence, it's smarter. It's making better decisions, at least in in regards to chess. It's going to win the battle, Um, but it could end up doing some things that from a human perspective are just absolutely outrageous. And if that's the case, uh, then, you know, we're in for a world of um, just a different world would be the best way to describe it. So the first thing is warfare that the Google exec. Mentions. Um, Moving on. The second significant risk posed by artificial intelligence is the unintended negative consequences that result when AI fixates on a single goal, but excludes other concerns, quote, externalities happen when AI is told to do something. And it's so good at doing that thing that it forgets or ignores other externalities or negative impacts that it may cause. Cause, Quote, so when YouTube keeps sending us videos that we're most likely to click on, it's not only it's not only thinking about serendipity. It's also potentially sending me very negative views or very one sided views that might shape my thinking. Um, I see this 100 percent in in the world of how do you describe it? in my particular world. Um, But, you know, let's say someone has a depressive episode, right? And they just so happen to be clicking our, um, yeah, clicking on a lot of things about stress and sadness and this and that. And then for the next year or two, you know, they, they, they're further indebted into that mentality. It's very similar to how the mind works. The subconscious mind um, is almost a reflection of the of the conscious mind, which is to say that these surface thoughts, the decisions we make now, they don't have an immediate effect on the conscious mind. So you may have a very positive attitude today, but have an overwhelming sense of uh, negativity as all of these negative thoughts crop up, but those are the result of past thoughts very similar to the algorithm, which is you can click on a bunch of positive things today, but when you search tomorrow, if you have, you know, five years of negative search history, the algorithm continues to send you those things. And so to turn the tide is not so easy. Um, And so the internet has become a reflection of our minds, um, not just in what we see, but what gets uh, fed to us. So, Pretty wild. Um, Also true of Instagram. Teens, uh, according to the article, attributed increased rates of anxiety and depression to Instagram. Um, Not surprising. So, yeah. At the end of the day, artificial intelligence, as incredible as it is, is also um, obviously a very, very dangerous road to walk down. And we should all be very cognizant Um, As we move forward now that I've said, you know, some of the things that are not so great about it, uh, artificial intelligence can feed this planet. Um, For example, let's say you have artificial intelligence added to your AR glasses and you go to the store and the store stops selling prepackaged blueberries and prepackaged strawberries. It it just puts them into like a, a large kind of area. And the reason it made that change is because the AI will tell you how many blueberries you'll eat, (laughs) right? Because when you get home and you open the blueberries, when you throw them away, it's measuring your typical blueberry intake. And now when you go to the store, it'll say, based on our predictions, your current level of hunger, et cetera, you are likely to consume 71 blueberries in the next two days before you won't eat them anymore. And so, the just food loss alone, I and mean, that's only on the consumption side. Um, can you imagine artificial intelligence's ability to efficiently um, save uh, or um, produce more crops? So, in agriculture, AI could be an absolute game changer. Mental health, it could be a game changer. Um, I think there's going to be a really interesting intersection between artificial intelligence and mental health um, especially when we're able to have our blood work be a now thing and not a go to the doctor and get it later thing so for example the ai may say to us you're feeling like an 8 out of 10 right now and that's because your current caffeine level is x and when your caffeine level is X, you, you know, your dopamine is X, Y, Z, and you kind of get this real time understanding of the neurochemistry of you. And so your happiness becomes more of a, a math problem to solve, at least chemically. And then it'll add things like you may need to stand up now or meditate. Meditation would is likely to increase your happiness quotient by 0.7, these sorts of things. Um, and so you can begin to optimize your life for happiness. Um, your hydration is inadequate at this point, right? So AI can guide you through life. Um, could be another really interesting way of doing it. Um, exercise goals. Uh, it could literally say, well, to reach your desired body fat X at this point, you need to go do this. And then it just leads you it coaches you. It, it walks you through because today, using chess as an example, um, great AI uh, example, you could just play like the computer. You could just play game after game after game. And this is what the best in the world do is they will try to get as far as possible down this line, which is considered theory and it's theory learned from um, artificial intelligence. And the further down that line you can get, the better opportunity you have to win the game. AI for today. Our next story in other social media news, Google finishes laying a giant undersea internet cable stretching 3900 miles from New York to the UK and Spain, this from from businessinsider.com. That is quite an interesting I mean amazing achievement. The Grace Hopper cable was landed in Bude, Cornwall on the UK's western coast on Tuesday. According to the article, a Google spokesperson told Insider that the landing was originally scheduled for July. Another end of the cable landed in Bilbao, Spain, earlier in September. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Google first announced its Grace Hopper cable project, which now spans more than 3,900 miles across the Atlantic. That is absolutely incredible. Google said at the time that the cable was set to transport between 340 to 350 terabytes of data per second, or roughly equivalent to 17.5 million people simultaneously streaming 4K video. Unreal. I mean, the world we live in right now is a fascinating one. Am I the only one? So Google, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, The good is that they're bringing... Internet speed and the Internet, mind you, you know, if if you've gotten used to it, is an economic powerhouse. If you have fast Internet, I mean, just talk to someone in Venezuela who doesn't have good access to Internet or someone in sub-Saharan Africa who is just wishing they had more access to the Internet because then they could find ways to not only um, educate themselves, but make money in the global economy. It instantly opens people to the global economy. Uh, the Verge.com political parties told Facebook its news feed pushed them into more extreme positions. Facebook reportedly fielded complaints from political parties saying a major news feed change pushed them toward negative polarizing posts. The Wall Street Journal leaked this report from Facebook after it boosted, quote, meaningful social interactions on the platform. While Facebook framed the move as helping friends connect, internal reports said it had, quote, unhealthy side effects on important slices of public content, such as politics and news, calling these effects an increasing liability. So I'm torn, as I almost always am on this, because um, I'm not a big Facebook user. I I bear the responsibility for the things that I consume. Um, And to me, the eyes are very similar to the mouth, which is to say that we digest information through the eyes. Um, and it, it takes days and weeks and years. Uh, the ears are very similar. Have you ever had someone say something to you that was like a brick in your mind? Um, the eyes are like this. We have the opportunity to live a life that is much simpler and yet when people say, well, I use Facebook to connect with my friends and family, then at this point, yes. Um, if your newsfeed is changed to more political, it's very difficult to not see these things because of scrolling, scrolling. I mean, you can kind of try to really quickly move through it, but if you're seeing posts, because you're trying to get to the posts of your loved ones i guess the only suggestion i could possibly make is just start liking more of the positive stuff and try to trick the algorithm into giving you that love now if you're like most people and you fall into these sorts of yeah you know that is ridiculous and 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 you get that um neurochemical hit of um i don't know if it's a rush dopamine serotonin of of feeling righteous which is just a classic human uh, condition, like, I'm sure I'm right, and you hit the like button. Uh, um, yeah, then, you know, you fall into that, that mental pattern, and it is only reinforced by social media. Um, so, those two worlds are existing simultaneously. NPR.org, lawmakers push Facebook to abandon Instagram for kids citing mental health concerns. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill are pressing Facebook to abandon its plan to build a version of its Instagram app for children and demanding the company share research into how Instagram affects teenage users. Renewed scrutiny of Facebook's risks to teenagers well being was sparked again by the Wall Street Journal story. So I think it's fairly clear to me um that each generation does this um the the former generation of parents it's so funny they'll say nah we're you know my our parents were so strict they wouldn't let us watch tv as much as we wanted to or they thought mtv would rot our brain or they thought beavis and butthead was the end of civilization or south park or you know name your poison and now of course you know we're the adults. I, I don't know if you're an adult, but I certainly am 37, got kiddos. And here we go, right? Now it's our turn to be to be in an uproar over the mental health of our children. And every generation feels this way because it looks at the technology and it says, this is unreal. It's just, I can't believe it. It's so crazy. Look how crazy it is. Um, can you imagine three generations back where they went, the radio is melting the minds of our children. I mean, it's a disembodied voice. They can't even talk back to it. They can't even respond to the radio. It just says whatever they want. It's propaganda. You know, just, just all of the conversations they must have had about that. Um, we're reading. Our kids can read anything. I don't even know what they're saying. I can't read, but my kid can read, and he's reading all this stuff, and I don't know what it is. Literally reading. So this is just a human thing. Um, are there dangers? No question about it. I mean, Instagram, you're looking at just gorgeous... Incredible, amazing moment after gorgeous, incredible, amazing moment, and then you, you peel your eyes away from the screen and you go, "That's a lot less loud. There aren't as many primary colors. My life is nothing like this. I feel bad about myself and uh, and the self consciousness and all that sort of stuff just goes and goes and goes. So, the best thing I think, uh, the best remedy for that is uh, meditation. I think closing our eyes and shutting down. Um, but good luck trying to get a six-year-old to meditate. I mean, it is it is the opposite as far as I'm concerned. But the other issue clearly is that um, we're talking about suicide, suicide rates, bullying, online bullying. And so it's a very, very serious issue. Quote from the article, quote, Mark Zuckerberg told me that he was aware of a 2019 study into the rising suicide rates among young people during an Energy and Commerce Committee hearing. And this new piece illuminates the fact that our children, especially young girls, are still being harmed online, specifically on his very own platforms. Yep, not good. Techcrunch.com. Twitter reopens its account verification process after another pause. Twitter has again restarted its account verification process, the company said on Monday evening by way of a post to its Twitter verified account where it publishes updates about the system's status. Since launching the revamped verification program this spring, Twitter had hit a few snags, which have forced it to shut down verifications more than once. The most recent of these pauses was announced on the 13th of August, when the company said it needed to make improvements to both the application and review process. So Twitter verification is a little bit tricky because you've got badge holders with some sort of elevated status Um, quote. The issue came to a head when it was discovered in 2017, that Twitter had verified the account belonged to Jason Keller who organized the deadly white supremacist rally in Charlottesville. So it's one of those things where people that are upset about it are justifiably upset and Twitter is justifiably shrugging their shoulders, going, this is harder than it looks. Uh, To me, it's reminiscent of a client saying to the web developer, I just want it to look good on all the computers that I own. And the web developer says, do you realize the nuance that is required to make your website look beautiful on the largest screen on planet Earth and the smallest screen, all of them, tablets, all the different phones for it to be perfect on all of them is nuanced. Um, and uh, you know, and, and Chrome from three years ago and Safari from this year and all the different browsers. And it's complicated um, is the answer um, that of course is no consolation to someone saying, how dare you give this white supremacist a platform. Um, and then we've got a black leader over here that can't get verified. Explain that to me. So we live in a world of paradoxes. And there you have it. Twitter, that's your job. If you want to keep making the money, you got to fix problems like this. That's how it goes. Inc.com, Mark Cuban, the four things every entrepreneur must do to thrive during the pandemic final article of the day. Thank you for sticking by and listening as we make it through all of this very interesting information. You got to love it when uh, these billionaires give advice. Be agile. Right. That's like saying be smart. That to me is too funny. Uh, hey, a billionaire told me to be agile today. <laughs> okay. It's no secret that pivoting has gotten a lot of business through the pandemic. While no one could have seen COVID 19 coming, Cuban said, continuing to adapt to it is what helps you keep going. Learn new things because learning is your skill set. Communicate honestly and authentically. I think that's very true. Um, when it comes to sales and marketing, love your product. This is very true as well. Um, I love send it rising, um, for a number of reasons. The people that work at the company are incredible. The product that we are offering, the service that we're offering is strong. Our websites are very beautiful, functional. Our SEO is strong for the price. Our blogging is strong. Um, our Google ads program is incredible so i do i love my product and that that comes from years of work it seems it seems almost easy to say oh we build lovely websites and we do great blogs but man when you look at the years that go into developing a team that can churn out consistently great social media it's a life's work it's a life's work final bit of advice for mr cuban keep up with the future this is on Restream, simulcasting on five platforms, and it's going to go out on Pod um, Buzzsprout, excuse me, which is 14 podcast platforms. So yeah, keep up with the present. Pretty wild. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for swinging by the show. Um, SendItRising.com. If you know anyone who wants a WordPress website, do SEO, grow their rankings, grow their business, get that phone to ring, look no further than SendItRising.com. Info at SendItRising.com is a good email address to meet us, see us, talk to us. Etc. I really appreciate y'all swinging by the show. Tell a friend. See you next time.